Hello and welcome back to CMS Podcast, y'all ready for this, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to help you and your family get ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, we are joined by Special Agent Horace from the Office of Insurance Commission and Fire Safety. Horace, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Look forward to doing this. And... Listeners, we have an exciting co-host with us. This is the first time that you guys are hearing and seeing Jada Cossey, who is our newest disaster preparedness and COVID vaccine acceptance VISTA. That is a very long title, but we are so excited to have you here with us today, Jada. Hi, I am happy to be here. All right, so you guys, we've got Special Agent Horace here, like I mentioned, from the Office of Insurance Commission, and he is going to tell us all kinds of important information about insurance fraud, what the office does, all of a little bit of the background, but I'm personally very excited because his name is Horace. You guys, a little fun fact about me, that's my grandfather's name, that's my dad's name, and my brother's name. So when he reached out and wanted to do a podcast, I was like, absolutely, you have an amazing name and we're going to be best friends for sure. So can you tell us a little bit, Special Agent Horace, about your background and, and what it, exactly it is that you do? Sure. Well, Chelsea, my name is again, Special Agent Horace, uh, Sean Horace, and I work in the OCI CIB unit, and I'm the community outreach coordinator for our unit. I've been in law enforcement for almost 25 years, and even prior to that, I worked in the construction industry. So I'm kind of pretty aware of what goes on um, as far as contractors when we get into that later on into the program. Okay, and what is the Office of Insurance and Safety Fire? Okay, I'm going to give you a brief uh, understanding of what that is. OCI, which I told you is short for Office of Commission of Insurance and Safety Fire, takes a long time to say that. Um, OCI licenses and regulates insurance companies and investigates reports of insurance fraud and inspect buildings to prevent fires. Now, my division, OCI, CID unit's mission is to protect Georgia citizens against economic loss, victimization by aggressively investigating individuals and criminal organizations suspected of committing fraudulent insurance acts or other related crimes. All right, so you mentioned this idea of insurance fraud. I mentioned it in my introduction. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what exactly insurance fraud is? Sure, Chelsea. Insurance fraud is the misrepresentation of fact on the application or claim for financial gain. Fraud is an intentional act and it's illegal. It includes any deliberate deception perpetrated against an insurance company and any deliberate deception committed by an insurance company or its representative. Insurance fraud is a problem for both insurance companies and consumers. Insurance for also insurance fraud is the second most costly white collar crime in America behind tax invasion. Evasion, I'm sorry. Each year, insurance fraud costs Americans billions of dollars in increased insurance premiums, taxes, and inflated prices for goods and services. Insurance fraud costs the average Georgia family between $400 and $700 in higher annual premiums. Wow, that's a lot of money. It definitely. definitely is. So is there any type of punishment as a result of committing insurance fraud? There is. 
I'm going to give you the Georgia Code for it. Violation for insurance fraud fall under Georgia Code section OCGA 33-1-9. And this states a natural person convicted of the violation of this code section shall be guilty of a felony and shall be punished by imprisonment not less than two years, no more than 10, or by a fine not more than 10,000 or both. Wow, that is very incredible to know and something to definitely be aware of, my goodness. All right, so what is the need for insurance? Well, Chelsea, insurance is a vital safeguard to our society and a contract founded on trust. When homes are destroyed, serious illnesses encountered or accidents happen in the workplace, we trust insurance companies to be there for us. Insurance fraud undermines that trust and hurts all those that are legitimately insured. Okay, so could you give me like a few examples of insurance fraud as it pertains to natural storm disasters such as a hurricane? Sure, Jada. Insurance fraud is such a complex crime because it's committed by a wide range of individuals with varying backgrounds. But I'm gonna give you some examples. It's the policyholder that overstates their damages after a storm or licensed and unlicensed contractors that do shoddy work and sometimes incomplete work. Or the contractor that alters a contract that has been signed and mends the terms without the consumer's knowledge. It could be the contractor who damages a consumer's home while conducting an inspection to justify the need for the repairs. Then there's a contractor who requires a consumer to sign power of attorney, negotiates the settlement of the claim, then pockets insurance proceeds without doing, even doing the work. It's also the contractor who installs products that are lower quality than what was originally agreed upon or the contractor who even suggests a consumer inflate damage caused by the storm so, consumer, so the consumer can obtain funds from the insurance company to cover additional repairs unrelated to the storm, such as old shutters, windows, or normal wear and tear on the home. Then there's a contractor that convinces the consumer that they will not have to come out of pocket for a deductible. And finally, there's the public adjuster that goes door to door soliciting business for the purpose of representing the consumer and the insurance claim immediately after the disaster. Wow, those are a lot of really helpful examples. And I think that it's a little surprising to hear all the different types of ways that insurance fraud can be committed, not only by a homeowner, but by contractors and others, especially after a storm. So how or why does a, a consumer allow this type of fraud to happen? Are they aware of it? Well, well, Chelsea, before I go into that question, I want to cover one thing that the listener needs to know, and that's yeah. the difference between a contractor and a public adjuster. Okay. Okay, a contractor is an individual that you hire to manage the repair of your home. The contractor is responsible for supplying the necessary equipment, material labor, and services to complete repairs. Then you have the public adjuster that we just mentioned. And a public adjuster is a professional you can hire to handle your insurance claim. Public adjusters have no ties to the insurance company. They estimate the damage to your home, property, 
review your insurance coverage, negotiate a settlement of insurance claim for you. Many states require public adjusters to be licensed. So that's the difference between the two. Oh, wow. So I would like to ask you, what can I do to possibly avoid becoming a victim of disaster fraud? Well, well, Jada, let me say this one thing. Um, we want to know why consumers allow this type of fraud to happen. And normally it's because of hurricanes, tropical storms, hail, floods, earthquakes, tornadoes, lightning strikes, and all type of natural disasters. Too often the damage caused by these disasters is made even worse by bad actors who prey upon impacted policyholders. In the wake of damaging storm, home repair contractors often go door to door offering roofing, siding, repair services. While majority of contractors are reputable, they are those that prey on consumers that are anxious to get their lives and their property back in order. An example of that is an unscrupulous contractor, um, which was a tree service that preyed upon homeowners charging exorbitant prices after the recent tornadoes that touched down in Newman. So you ask me, what can I do to avoid becoming that? There are several things that you can do, Jada. And one of them are, we'll start off with the first. Contact your insurance carrier immediately if you believe your property was damaged in the storm. If you're in need of repairs after the disaster, request, request a list of reputable contractors from your insurance carrier or the business bureau or a specialized organization. Only work with contractors that are licensed in the state of Georgia. Ask for a copy of the contractor's license number as well as proof of insurance. Contact multiple contractors to, to obtain more than one estimate. If the price sounds too good to be true, Jada more than likely, it probably is. Require all estimates in writing on a contractor stationary or work order sheet. An estimate should include all materials, labor payment, requirements, and timetables for completion. Be wary of any contractor that uses high pressure sales tactics or discourages you from contacting your insurance company. Do not allow a contractor to inspect your property when you're not home. If you give a contractor permission to inspect your property, watch them conduct the inspection. Also request references that include addresses and phone numbers. And once you get these references, use them. You also want to inquire about the contractor's workers, their work schedule, pricing, and the quality of the finished product. Most of all, read all your documents provided by a contractor before signing. If you feel unsure about a contractor, do not sign the contract. Sometimes contractors are in a hurry to have you sign an agreement to pay the deposit, but take additional time to review the scope of the work before it's being performed. And most of all, seek advice from your insurance carrier before signing your deductible, which is what the tree removal company was doing to the homeowners affected by the tornado in Newman. Again, if you are unsure, do not sign anything. And know this about a public adjuster, they must be licensed. A public adjuster does not work or represent your insurance company. 
ask to see a public adjuster's license, which you can compare with the driver's license, with their driver's license to confirm their identity. Understand that hiring a public adjuster does not guarantee you a larger claim or a faster settlement. Keep any business cards or other information and try to record their physical description. Also, if possible, try to record the description of their vehicle and their tag. This information is extremely helpful for authorities when searching for unlicensed um, contractors that are canvassing the disaster areas after a storm. Remember, having a public adjuster does not guarantee you a larger payment or a faster claim. If you suspect an adjuster is working without a license, if they urge you to overstate an insurance claim, or if you otherwise suspect fraud, please call us OCI at 800-656-2298 or email OCI's fraud unit at CID at OCI.ga.gov. Wow, that was a lot of really helpful information and talking about how you can avoid becoming a victim of disaster or disaster fraud or insurance fraud. So what actions, let's say there's a disaster that happens in Chatham County and I'm gonna knock on like every piece of wood in my office to hope that that doesn't happen. But what's something that you should do immediately following a disaster if you find that you have some type of, you know, claim that you might need to make? Well, Chelsea, first thing I would suggest is immediately contact um, your uh, insurance carrier and make sure you have an a, a accurate account of all the damages that are done um, to your property for your claim. And before removing any of your items, the debris or broken belongings, document everything. Take photos and videos so that you can show the adjuster when they come out to your property. Um, once you have thoroughly documented the damage, it is your responsibility to take responsible to be. It is your responsibility to take reasonable steps to avoid further harm to your home or belongings. This means make temporary repairs, such as covering a hole in your roof, or arrange for a professional to do it for you. Your insurance company may also reimburse you for lodging or storage of your personal belongings. So in essence, keep all your receipts. Okay, so may I ask, who do I contact if I suspect a contractor, ha contractor has committed fraud? You can contact the Office of the Commission of Insurance and Safety Fire by visiting OCI's website and clicking on the appropriate links. Or you can also contact our CID unit in OCI by going to our email address, which is CID at OCI.ga.gov. All right, Horace, we've covered a lot of information today. Is there anything else that you think is important for our listeners to know about insurance fraud or what you guys do? Sure, Chelsea. It is imperative to get the word out to consumers on fraud prevention during a disaster. We encourage listeners to be proactive before a storm happens by maintaining records of all your valuables, taking photos and writing down serial numbers. Write down the names and numbers of all the people that are involved in your, your claim process. And then I would also suggest taking those items, documents and information and put them in something that's waterproof. And I also would encourage you to 
have a friend or family member that doesn't live in your area to have access to those same documents and information, just in case at the time of a storm you lose internet or you don't have access to electricity, anything of that nature. The um, OCI CID Community Outreach Division is dedicated and committed to serving the entire state of Georgia for the prevention, to provide prevention and awareness tips for fraud. We also provide fraud awareness concerning other aspects of insurance fraud, such as auto accidents, healthcare provider schemes, insurance company agent fraud, false burglary and theft scams, personal injury scams, healthcare fraud, arson fraud, and even senior citizen scams. So I thank you, Chelsea, for allowing me to speak on behalf of Commissioner King and the Georgia Office of Commissioner of Insurance Safety Fire CID Unit on hurricane fraud prevention today. I pray that our state, as well as the entire nation, will be spared from a hurricane this year, but we both know that that's probably unlikely. So as my mother would always say to me, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if there are any questions, if there are any organizations that would like to reach out to our community outreach unit, come out and they want us to come out and speak about fraud awareness and prevention, please contact me, Special Agent Harris. Again, I am the community outreach coordinator for the CID unit of OCI. And my email address is shorris at oci.ga.gov. Thank you. All right, that was a lot of really helpful information. Listeners, I hope that you took something away. And as you know, Special Agent Horace said, I, I pray that this is something that we do not need and we don't have to worry about it. Um, but we all know that there's, there's definitely a possibility with an active hurricane season upon us. So listeners, I hope you took something away from that. If you have questions, please reach out to Special Agent Horace and his incredible team up at OCI. All right. Be sure to tune in next week as we shift gears just a little bit and talk about the hurricane registry for those with functional access or medical needs. And we meet with the Coastal Health District who runs that registry. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye.